Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Hope Sessions podcast. My name is Kristen Torres, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor at Hope Christian Counseling in Boca Raton, Florida. I'm really glad you decided to join me again. I'm continuing my series in the Psalms, and today we're going to be talking about some key points from my blog titled, Finding God in Our Anxiety. I hope that you'll be encouraged and that you may even consider a different perspective about your life or your situation. Before we get started, please remember anything I say on this podcast does not constitute or take the place of advice from your doctor or therapist, or maybe you're looking for a therapist. If you're in Florida, please feel free to visit my website to schedule an appointment at hccounseling.com or feel free to call me at 954-376-4994. There's also a link on the hope-sessions.com site. I'd be happy to work with you or help you find someone else who can help if it's not me. All right, let's get started. I've chosen three points from my blog that I'd like to focus in on today. The first point And let's first establish that anxiety is real, and I would say it's even expected in the world we live in. I don't need to tell you that looking at the news for just a few minutes can get you feeling anxious. I think we can all understand that. But let me share a quote with you from Oswald Chambers, who wrote the devotional, My Utmost First Highest, back in 1935. There are times in our lives when our peace is based simply on our own ignorance, but when we are awakened to the realities of life, true inner peace is impossible unless it is received from Jesus. And I don't think the answer to this anxiety or this this feeling of being troubled is in denying the trouble or danger that is in this world, because there is trouble and danger in this world. God promises us that, that we will have trouble. But the truth sets us free, not denial or burying our head in the sand. My second point starts with a question. Is it possible that God wants to comfort us in our anxiety rather than take it away from us? And this is a tough question to answer because I know what most of us would want. I know what I would want. I want my anxiety anxiety to be taken away. Let's look at the Psalms. Psalm 94, 19. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. In different translations of the Bible, um, the word cares in this verse is instead anxiety or anxious thoughts. And I think we can all relate with that. There are times when we have many anxious thoughts. The verse goes on to describe that God's consolations cheer my soul. Consolation means comfort after a loss or disappointment, and in some other translations, the word cheer is instead delight. So in other words, sometimes this verse says, when the anxieties of my heart are many, your consolations delight my soul. I like what um, Ellicott's commentary for English readers, which was written back all the way back in 1897, explains the word delight here literally means to stroke and so soothe. The Hebrew word is used in Isaiah 66, 11 of a mother quieting her child with the breast and in Jeremiah 16, 7 of the cup of consolation given to mourners at funerals. What a beautiful picture this is of God's comfort for us during times of anxiety. God comforts and soothes us. I wonder how many of us pray for God to comfort and soothe us when we are feeling anxious. 
I'm not even sure that I have thought of needing comfort and soothing while feeling anxious. I think I've mostly prayed that it would just go away. And I'm sure you can relate. But this is my thought. Maybe God's not going to take the anxiety away. Maybe our experience of anxiety and reaching out to God for help gives him the opportunity to comfort and soothe us as a good mother would her child who is upset. God desires intimacy and closeness with us. So why wouldn't he use the experience of anxiety to draw us close to him? My third point is the importance of putting anxiety in its proper place. In other words, anxiety, although it can feel like a monster, is actually quite minuscule in comparison with our great God. Let's look at Psalm 112 verse 7. It says here, He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. How many of us experience anxiety as the fear of bad news coming our way, whether real or even imagined? The reality is we will have both. Bad news will come our way eventually. There will be emergency situations we weren't necessarily expecting. There will be loss of things, of positions, health, and of important people in our lives on this earth. But there will also be the imaginings of bad news, things that aren't at all real that come to our minds. And in this verse, the bad news that is described here includes both the real and the imagined. And let me tell you, for some of us, we're very good at coming up with imagined bad news. I'm sure, again, a lot of you can relate. The psalmist goes on here to describe that his heart is firm, immovable, because he is trusting in the Lord and in his love and grace, which is sufficient for him even in the worst of times. And that was something that Gill's exposition of the entire Bible um, explained, which was written, by the way, back in 1748 through 1763. The fact that God's love and grace is sufficient for him even in the worst of times. When we call to mind God's love for us, it strengthens us. So what are our worries when compared to the love of God? And here is is what I explained in my blog is the trick or the lie of anxiety. It has a big bark, bark with no bite. The big bark is because it involves your mind and physical sensations in your body, nervousness, digestive upset, panic, and more. Anxiety is scary and we feel it. Not just It's not just in our minds, it's physical. And because we can feel it so strongly, we think it must be real. Otherwise, why would I be feeling this way? But much of anxiety is not. It's really a whole lot of what ifs. Think about the movie version of The Wizard of Oz. Everyone in the land of Oz feared the great and powerful wizard. Dorothy and her friends endured so much to get to the wizard so that they could beg him to give them what they needed. They finally arrived and fearfully approached. The loud voice, the smoke, the fire, the video of the strange-looking man, Oz. He was as they imagined him to be, scary, But then something happens and the giant wizard breaks down. Come to find out, it's just an old man hiding behind the curtain, trying desperately to get his machine working again. And this, I would say, the scared old man is all that much of anxiety is. It's impotent 
with no ability to actually help us. All bark, no bite. But our God, on the other hand, is very real, and he is so much greater than any anxiety we could ever have. Remembering how big our God is in comparison to how small and powerless our imagination is helps put things in their proper perspective, bringing calm to the storm. Something that I want to make sure I mention here is if your experience of anxiety feels out of control or is disrupting your ability to function in your daily life, in other words, you're not feeling like yourself, you probably do need professional help. And it will be okay, I promise you. Um, We'll walk you through it. That's what us therapists are here for. Please feel free to reach out to me. And if I can't help you, I would be glad to help you get to someone who can. Again, this week, we've come to the end of the message. I want to thank you for listening in, and I hope you were encouraged. Please tune in next week as we continue looking at the Psalms and our emotions. Mm -hmm.